Welcome to 35 West. I'm Ryan Berg, director of the Americas program at CSIS and host of the 35 West podcast. How professional the Mexican but are we ready? I don't reform trends in Argentina. Right. And that's what happened. No role at all in the NAFT negotiation. Energy is an often overlooked yet fundamental building block for economic growth and prosperity, especially in light of a shifting geopolitical context which has placed a premium on securing supply chains from disruption by malign actors and strategic competitors. There is a unique opportunity for North America as a block to rethink energy security. In particular, the continent's prodigious natural gas reserves carry the potential to not only shore up energy security, but reduce emissions and ease the energy transition. But the development of the North American natural gas industry has unfolded unevenly. While the United States has been quick to make the jump, even becoming a net energy exporter, Mexico in particular has been steadily decreasing its domestic production in favor of cheap, competitive U.S. imports. However, Mexico's continued dependence on U.S. gas is liable to become untenable over the long term. And policymakers throughout North America would do well to think critically, sooner rather than later, about how to bolster national and continental energy security. To help us survey the current state of play in the North American energy industry and Mexico's natural gas sector in particular, we are joined today by Benigna Cortes Lais a non-resident fellow in Latin American energy with Rice University's Baker Institute for Public Policy. In this episode, we will explore some of the risks to Mexican energy security, the potential for natural gas to mitigate these, and what the future of the industry looks like in Mexico and across North America as a whole. Thank you for joining us today, Benigno. Thank you for inviting me. I retired from Chevron in 2017 as the general director of Chevron Energía de México, after bidding and being awarded the first deep water exploration contract for Chevron in Mexico. It was an exciting time to be part of the energy reform after a long career in Latin America and West Africa. However, I had begun working for pipelines that deliver natural gas to the Northeast and transported gas to Reynosa, Mexico. From the 2013 energy reforms to the current row over USMCA, over AMLO's policy towards the CFE, Mexico has certainly had a dramatic past decade of energy policy. Benigna, you have had an extensive career both working in and studying the energy industry. Can you begin by sketching for our audience what your journey has looked like what have been the key trends you've observed in Mexico's energy sector over the past 10 years? Sure. As I mentioned uh, in my introduction, I was very much part of the energy reform process from the very beginning. The time for the reform was right with a new generation of leaders. The industry participants with best practices while the new legal and regulatory framework was being built. The regulatory agencies were created with very strong professionals that acted independently with the goal to benefit Mexico and being internationally competitive at the same time. The industry interest to provide feedback led to the creation of AMEXI, the Mexican Association of Hydrocarbon Companies, where I was one of the founders. Mexico held a series of successful bid rounds. Companies from around the world participated including local companies. Our failure as industry, I think, 
from my perspective, was our inability to communicate to the people at large that the benefits of having new private participants in this sector, starting with exploration blocks, would take much longer than a presidential administration. These projects, from exploration to production of oil and gas, take up to 10 to 12 years, particularly in deep water. As a result, the new government had the vision of the 70s, when Pemex had made major discoveries and has focused since then, during their tenure, on strengthening the state companies Pemex and CFE, cancelling bid rounds, but keeping the awarded EMP contracts in place. In addition, it has weakened the regulatory framework to the benefit of Pemex, which has underperformed despite the government support. As reported this week, its debt has reached $107 billion, with about $15 billion that Pemex has to pay in 2023 and 2024 for its debt. They are counting on the government to be able to make these payments for Pemex. Pemex's peak oil production was 3.4 million barrels per day in 2003, and currently it is producing half at 1.7 million barrels per day. Let's dig into natural gas specifically. While gas is not the fuel of choice for generating electricity across North America, by far the biggest supplier has been the United States. In Canada, production has remained roughly unchanged, while in Mexico, domestic gas production declined by about 50% between 2010 and 2021. What advantages does natural gas hold over other fossil fuels that explain why demand has expanded so significantly? What kinds of industries have shown the greatest demand for gas power? The main advantages of natural gas are that its price is lower than petroleum products and it is cleaner. It is the fuel of choice for the combined cycle power plants that were built to replace the coal power plants in an effort to reduce emissions. For example, in July this year, Henry Hub natural gas spot prices, which is are the ones that are used for the exported natural gas to Mexico, um, the price ranged between $2.46 and $2.52, which is much lower than LPG and diesel and even lower than heavy fuel oil. In your opinion, Bedinga, is the status quo sustainable for Mexico to continue importing the vast majority of its gas from the United States? Mexico's major producer of natural gas is Pemex, who has at least two major problems with the associated gas it produces. It is contaminated with nitrogen and needs this gas to inject it in its own oil fields. In fact, all the gas it produces is for its own use. Cleaning up the gas from nitrogen is costly and it doesn't have the infrastructure to do so. At this time, importing natural gas from the US seems the right economic option, but it presents security of supply risks due to weather events like in February 2021. While US exporters certainly benefit from growing demand for gas across both borders, increasing domestic production in Mexico and Canada does not have to be a zero-sum game. 
What benefits could the United States gain from a more robust Mexican gas sector in particular? Well, the Mexican demand increase that is being met with import is driven primarily by the requirements of the gas-fired power plants that I mentioned earlier. Dedicated pipelines have been built for this purpose in Mexico and from the U.S. to Mexico. And, And you are right, this market has become critical for U.S. shale gas producers, primarily from Texas. However, opportunities to export LNG from the Gulf of Mexico and the Pacific coast are being considered where U.S. gas and Mexican gas could be liquefied and exported to Asian markets or European markets for that matter. Were Mexico to scale up its investments in domestic gas production, what role should Pemex play, either independently or through public-private partnerships, given everything you've said about Pemex so far? And what about the role for the private sector? Pemex would have to incorporate in its budget resources to develop the dry gas reserves, which have not been competitive to develop in its portfolio. However, the private participation would be critical given the magnitude of the investments, not only upstream, but also downstream to develop this gas and and get the gas to the end users. Pemex also owns and manages several petrochemical plants, particularly in the state of Veracruz. Its production of methane, ethanol, aromatics, and propylene has plummeted since 1995. The proper functioning of these petrochemical complexes would be strategic for the production of fertilizers, paints, textiles, etc. In fact, given the Ukrainian conflict, and the reduction of fertilizers availability, Mexico would offer an opportunity to meet its demand if it were to increase its gas production and update its current petrochemical infrastructure. The participation of the private sector would be critical to make this happen. Between the global shockwaves and energy insecurity that came in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the ongoing energy transition and the pressure of nearshoring North America is caught between a powerful set of crosswinds. Amid ongoing USMCA consultations, room for trilateral cooperation on energy policy seems limited, Benigna. How would you rate the potential for discussions on natural gas to reframe this conversation in a more productive light? Yeah, as I highlighted above, um, the petrochemical industry presents an opportunity to incentivize increasing gas production at the same time that the centers for processing gas need to be updated. For the private sector to participate, clear and transparent regulations are required that provide certainty to the investors. I think the USMCA could play a positive role in supporting the framework that would attract investment to this sector particularly now in the context of supply chain security and nearshoring objectives. At the moment, the United States is seeking to replace Russia as a supplier of gas to European countries. Is there a role for Mexico and Canada to assist these efforts? What does the export market look like for Mexican natural gas? Exporting LNG from the Gulf of Mexico and Baja California are being explored with pipelines to cross the border and or using the existing 
LNG facilities that have been built in Mexico. To include Mexican gas in the mix of gas exports, Mexico has to develop its own reserves, and that seems to be an opportunity for the private sector given the limitations Pemex has. With presidential elections gearing up in the United States and Mexico for 2024, it seems reasonable to expect energy will be on the ballot in both countries. What is one recommendation you would offer to candidates in either or both countries for developing an effective energy strategy? I think that the full implementation of the USMCA for the energy sector would benefit North America, providing the energy security Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. need for their economies to grow and promote nearshoring while using natural gas as a transition fuel in the energy transition that we are all looking forward to. It is important to recognize that while cleaner than oil and coal, gas remains a source of emissions and must ultimately be phased out once an expanded renewable sector comes online. Nevertheless, gas is a critical transition fuel, as you mentioned, especially in countries like Mexico, which have much work to do in scaling up their renewables industry. Natural gas is an important feedstock for hydrogen and can therefore play an important direct role in assisting Mexico's energy transition. What does the potential for hydrogen look like in Mexico today? Mexico produces hydrogen for its refineries, the iron and steel industry, and fertilizers, ammonia, which stopped producing in 2019 because of lack, precisely, of natural gas. As indicated above, the petrochemical industry would be a key driver to increase natural gas production in the country. Also, given the abundance of solar radiation, Mexico would have an opportunity to produce green hydrogen rather than blue hydrogen from natural gas using electricity from solar power plants. Why are transition fuels important for a country like Mexico? How can increasing domestic gas production be better sequenced with longer-term goals to eventually replace hydrocarbons with renewables? Countries, from the point of view of the energy transition, uh, countries need all sources of energy in their portfolios to meet their economy's requirements. As renewables become technically and economically viable, they will increase their participation in the energy matrix. But this is a process which takes time and requires government support along the way. In the meantime, natural gas is an effective transition fuel. Benigna, is there something that we did not cover in this podcast episode? Anything else that you would like to highlight or add? Yes, I I would like to say that Mexico has great opportunities and considering that they have the the right people to do the work is a matter of the policies that are being put in place that will make the difference. And particularly in terms of the participation of the private sector, allowing again, having bid rounds, for example, would really enhance the opportunities for Mexico to get back on track. Benigna Cortez Lais non-resident fellow in Latin American Energy with Rice University's Baker Institute for Public Policy. Thanks for joining us today on 35 West. We appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. Thank you. For you, 
Thank you for joining. Stay tuned for the next episode of 35 West.